What an awesome time is it to be in the house of God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Let me just go straight to the word that I have that God has laid in my heart for you this morning. I have titled it as Young Jesus. Young Jesus. For the younger crowd, they might be familiar with a popular TV show that says Young Sheldon. So when I was, when this idea came to my mind, that was the idea that came to my mind, Young Jesus. All right. In, a, in, in all of our life, either, I think almost everyone, there has been a situation in our life, either we have got ourselves lost or something of ours have been lost. Uh, for example, uh, we, the, the common things that we keep losing is our uh, mobile phones or wallet, keychain. Key Those are certain things that we keep losing often. But to be frank, we haven't lost them. We keep them somewhere and then we forget where we have kept them. We have misplaced them. Years back, many years back, uh, when I was a little boy, many, many years back, there was this one day when me and my sister and my parents, we went, to, uh, went for shopping during one of these Dubai shopping festival season. And uh, if people, if any of you have gone for this Dubai shopping festival, you know that it's a time that is crowded, it's packed, every streets are crowded, it's, it's busy time. You have to be careful where you are. You need to be along with your parents so that you won't be lost. So we went for shopping. We were in one of those uh, shopping malls, and we were shopping, and we were going from one aisle to the other aisle. And my dad uh, and my mom said, uh, son, you better hold, to hold your sister's hand so that you won't get lost. So me and my sister, we were walking hand in hand, and our parents were ahead of us. We were shopping uh, aisle by aisle. We were going so that we won't be lost. So we were passing by, but it came to a certain aisle where for me and my sister, there was something that caught our attention, Some, something that was sitting on that aisle. I forgot what it was, but something caught our attention, and we both started looking at that thing. We kept staring at that thing. We kept adoring at the thing that was in that aisle. Uh, only to forget that our parents have moved on from that aisle. They have sh took the things that they wanted from that aisle. They have gone to the next and the next and the next. We totally forgot that they were not with us. We kept having having that good time seeing that thing. And they they all they, they didn't they didn't they didn't uh, look at where we were. They also went ahead and shopping because it's a busy time. You get your things really quick, and then you reach the counter as early as possible because you have to wait in a long queue and then you have to pay the bills and get back to your house early as possible. So uh, they went ahead until they came to the counter to pay the bills. That's when they turned back and they didn't find us. 
you know, my mom started crying. She started panicking. You know, tears started coming from her eyes. And then my dad started scolding mom that you should have taken care of them. What is your job over here? You know, usual parent dialogues has started happening. And my mom didn't have any words. She was trembling and shivering because it's a huge crowd. Where can we go and find our kids? Is, has someone taken away our kids? What's happening? We, where to go for? And they, they both were having this uh, talk and this all this things happening and then the the guy standing at the counter said don't worry we'll do something we can announce their name over the uh, speakers uh, there is an area where we can do that and then if they hear they can we can tell them to come to the counter we were still at that aisle looking at that beautiful thing we were enjoying our moment we didn't even know we didn't notice and suddenly uh, my parents started announcing both our names over the speaker the entire shopping mall it was announced and uh, my sister suddenly said is that our name that has been announced then i also started listening yeah it's our name that has been announced and then they were telling if this if so and so person if danny and shani are you hearing this please come to the counter your parents are waiting for you that is when we came back to our senses and we we're like Where's our parents? Aren't they here? And then we realized, oh, they have gone. Then you know, I mean, uh, all of us know then what's going to happen. We walked slowly with our heads down to the aisle, to the counter, only to find my mom's eyes were full and her face was full of tears. And my dad's face was red with rage. All right, all right. So that I sometimes wonder, I sometimes wonder if at that age, if I had really been lost, where would I have been? What would my life have been? But I thank God that God is a really awesome God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, with that idea in your mind, with that perspective in your mind, turn with me into Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. A very familiar story in the Bible. We don't have much glimpse or much idea, much stories about the childhood of Jesus, except this one small story in Luke chapter 2, where, uh, as usual, uh, Jesus and his parents, they went to the temple for the Passover feast. And uh, many a times, people try to say it was the time when Jesus got lost in the temple. But I would like to reword it and say it was the time when Jesus was found in the temple, not lost in the temple, but found in the temple. While I was going through this passage, uh, somehow this passage came to my mind and I was like, I was feeling this, I need to prepare something out of this passage. And I just kept on reading and reading and reading and I found two fascinating aspects from, uh, from young Jesus' life that made him ex exceptional for his life and his ministry. Two fascinating things in his life that made him so exceptional in his life. As I said, they were uh, they both went to uh, Jerusalem for the Passover feast, and uh, the feast was over. And both dad and mom they returned back. They set their course back home, and halfway they just realized that Jesus is not with them. So they returned back and to look for Jesus. They looked for Jesus, and they couldn't find. They both of the parents, dad and mom, they set out, but Jesus stayed back. Jesus stayed back. Number one fascinating thing that I understood from young Jesus' life is that Jesus stayed back in Jerusalem. Jesus stayed back in Jerusalem. Let me ask you, what fascinated Jesus to stay back in Jerusalem? What fascinated Jesus to stay back in Jerusalem? Was it those uh, mobile petting zoo that you can go and pet those little animals over there? Was that 
fascinated Jesus? Or was it those merry-go-round carousels that you find in festivals and all those things? Did that fascinate Jesus? But if you read in chapter 2 and verse 46, you will find what fascinated Jesus, what made him to stay back in Jerusalem is that he wanted to listen and learn from the rabbis, from the teachers. Now to the youngsters, let me ask a question. Today, today, how many of you would be interested to stay back for the same course? I know it's only, it's not even 11, but it's not even, okay, sorry, my watch, I reset my time. It's not even 11, but we're still looking for that 12 o'clock mark to leave. I'm not saying that you need to stay back in the church after the service is over, after we have closed the sanctuary and we have left. But what I'm trying to say is that there is music, there is worship, there is word, there is testimonies, there is praise reports that is being shared over here. But how many of you are willing to stay back in a sense? How many of you are willing to stay back into the word and the message and the praise that you have heard and take it for the rest of the week and the rest of your life? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you willing to take that and stay back to it? Or are you willing to listen to it and just leave it in this fuse as you dust off and leave in this, this, this church? Let me tell you, if you need to be exceptional in your life, you need to stay back. It says over there, for Jesus' dad and mom, for his parents, it was just a custom to come to the temple. But Jesus found that I need to come to the temple because he found it as an exceptional act of his life. Let let me tell you, does your Sunday service, or in other words, for that matter, let me tell you, does uh, for coming into the presence of God, is it an exceptional thing into your life? In Psalms 119 and verse 10, it says like this, the psalmist says, I have a deep desire. I have a deep desire to be exceptional. What is his desire to be exceptional? He wants to be pure. Even in those days and even in today, it, there, is, there is a challenge to be pure. But the psalmist says, it's hard, but I want to be that exceptional person to be pure. And for that, I will never wander away from the commandment of God. You know what? Prophet Samuel was an exceptional person in his life. First Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1, it, it says like this, Samuel stayed in the temple and ministered to the Lord. It was a time when God didn't speak a word or... Or, or he didn't give a vision, but God was looking for someone that is exceptional and found Samuel and said, Samuel, I'm going to make you exceptional. I'm going to make you unique among your age group people, and I'm going to give you my word, and I'm going to give you my vision. Let me tell you, youngsters, if you want to be exceptional in your life, if you want to be that unique person in your life, if you want to stand out in that crowd, stay back to the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Daniel, Hananiah, uh, uh, Mishael, and Azariah, aka Shandrak, Meshach, and Abednego, they were exceptional in their life. You know how? They made it a decision that we have a teaching, we have a principle, we have a doctrine. And what is that doctrine? That we will not defile ourselves by the king's food. You know what? They could have said something, you know? They could have decided among themselves. They could have said, guys, look over here. We are anyway far from our house. You know, our pastor is not here to look and watch over us. Our parents are not here to look at what we are going to eat. After all, it's king's food. It is really a good thing. Come, let's enjoy. Let's have it. No, 
they had that decision that no matter we are away from the temple, no matter we are away from the church, no matter we are away from our pastors or our parents or our leaders or whoever it is, yet we will stay back to what we have learned. We will stay back to the word and the commandment and the things that God has taught us in our life. And you know what? Doing that thing, it made them exceptional in their life. Do you know what exceptional was characteristics they had? What made them ex exceptional in Babylon? They were exceptional because they were good looking than the others. God made them ex exceptional. You know what? Even when they were thrown into the lion's den, the lion's mouth was shut. They were exceptional because when they were thrown into the burning furnace, they began to dance in the presence of God. They were exceptional because when no one else could interpret the dream of the king, God gave them the wisdom and knowledge to interpret the wisdom, the, the dream of the king. That is how God made them exceptional. How did it happen? Because they stayed back to what they knew, uh, what they have learned. This, 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 this morning, let me tell you, it, do you want to be that exceptional person in your school, in your college, in your house, or in your neighborhood, in your church, wherever God has placed you? Do you want to be exceptional? Psalms 119 and verse 99, it says like this, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your law. Can you just stay back to the word of God? Can you just stay back and hold on to the word of God rather than wandering away? The second fascinating thing that I learned uh, from young Jesus' life is that Jesus knew his heavenly father and his purpose. You know what? When uh, Let me tell you this. Uh, I believe everyone has seen a juggler, you know, juggler juggling with different things. I have, I've watched them. Uh, trust me, I'm not a professional juggler. For that matter, I don't even juggle. I have two hands, but even with these two hands, I cannot hold my mobile phone close. It always falls from my hand. So let me tell you, I'm not a juggler, but there are jugglers who are very good at juggling things, many things at the same time. A lot of things they juggle, and to make things more complicated, they use their body parts to balance certain things. While juggling itself, they might be balancing something on their head, on their leg, or on their shoulder, and they juggle a lot of things. When they are doing a juggling act, it doesn't matter who is sitting in the front seat. It doesn't matter what kind of dress my audience is wearing or what how many audiences there. They are more focused on their juggling. They are so focused. Let me tell you, though none of, I don't think anyone seated over here can juggle like that, but we are also good jugglers in life. We juggle a lot of things in our lives. We juggle with our, our school, our exams, our assignments, our homework, our SATs, our uh, uh, sports, extracurricular activities. We juggle with a lot of things in our life and we are so focused to it. We look at it and we are focused on that to a point that we focus the purpose of our life. To a point that we, we lose the focus of our life. Let me tell you, when you understand that calling and the purpose of your life, you can touch people's life that no one else can touch. When you have that, that knowledge of your, your purpose and when you focus on that and when you fulfill that, you can touch people's life that no one else can. And then you might ask me a question, Pastor, how can I know the purpose of my life? I'm glad that you asked. 
there's different ways that you can, you can understand. Let me tell you, when at the, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17, it says like this, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, to discover what the purpose of your life is, what is the call of your life is, you don't have to sit in a classroom and be taught about it. You don't have to attend a counseling section, but only you need to ask God because He alone knows you much better than anyone else in this world. Youngsters, let me tell you, you don't have to seek all those popular people on YouTube and all those leaders to know what your purpose of your life is. All that you have to do is just seek God and ask Him what the purpose of my life is. And over here, if you look in young Jesus' life, young Jesus' life, he knew his father and he made his father as the center of his life. Let me tell you, regardless of how much you know Jesus, how much you know God, how much you know your heavenly father, but if something else is at the center of your life, then everything else falls around it according to what is in the center of your life. Let me tell you this, it's easy to sing Jesus as the center of my life from beginning to end. It will always be, it will always be Jesus. You can sing it really good. But I want to ask you young folks over here, is Jesus truly the center of your life? Is Jesus truly the center of your life? Dig deep within. On the outside, you can say, yeah, Jesus is the center of my life. He's the one controlling my life. He's everything. But dig deep within, dive deep within your life and think, is Jesus truly the center of your life? Or is it something else? Is Jesus the center of your life or is social media the center of your life? Is Jesus the center of your life or American culture the center of your life? When Jesus is the center of your life, let me tell you, his plan and purpose will automatically align well in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Second, he knew what to communicate. Jesus knew what to communicate. Let me finish with this. Jesus knew what to communicate. When his parents came, when dad and mom came and said, why were you here? We were looking for you everywhere. You made us really sad. Jesus turned back and looked at his dad and says, why are you searching for me? Don't you know I should be in my father's house? Let me tell you, what you communicate through your life matters a lot. What, uh, what Brennan communicates through his life is not as what Nathan communicates through his life. And what Nathan has to communicate through his life is not as Hari communicates through his life. It is not as any one of these Crystal, Sophia, or Shannon sitting over here. Everyone has a different story to communicate through your life. And God has placed you to share the story of your life, to place you how God has done great things through your life to people that is around you. Amen. Hallelujah. Know what you communicate through your life. Are you communicating Jesus through your life or are you communicating something else through your life? Jesus knows exactly what he needs to communicate through his life. Verse 52, which concludes that passage over there, it says like this. Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. He was exceptional. It's the same thing that we read in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 26. Samuel grew in stature and in favor to both God and man. It is the same that we read about John the Baptist in Luke chapter 1 and verse 80. All of these men were exceptional in their life. At the very young age, they became exceptional. You don't have to become old and write many books and all those things to become exceptional and people to approve. At a very young age, you can become an exceptional person in your life. You only need to just stay back. Know your heavenly father, make him as the center of your life and communicate him through your life. How many of you are willing to become exceptional in your life? Let me tell you, give God the center of your life.
Amen. Hallelujah. Can we all just close our eyes this morning? Every eyes to be closed. Especially every youngsters. I want to challenge you. I want to make you think as you live. Is Jesus truly the center of your life? Have you truly understood this heavenly father and made him the center of your life? Is something else the center of your life? And is something else controlling the rest of the things of your life? Because if that is it, then your purpose is not fully fulfilled in your life. Only when Jesus becomes the center of your life. When his purpose is spoken through your life. And when you hold on to it then you become exceptional in your life. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful morning that you have given in our life. Thank you for your word and thank you for your life, Jesus, showing us that at a very young age that we can become exceptional to the world of our Lord Jesus. Help us to live accordingly and let your name be glorified. In your most precious name we pray and everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen.